seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Are you listening? Damn. You're tuned in to the Black Palette, your destination for black views on black news, black yeah. tunes, black moves, how black everything. Uh-huh. It's our taste, your take. Welcome to the very first episode of the Black Palette. This is your boy Lee. And your girl Pre. And uh I'm hella excited about this episode. Black <laughs> Palette. Uh this is gonna be our first. And um, I think it's gonna make you all wanna stay. How you feeling today, Pre? Definitely. I'm really feeling this. Yo, me and Lee, we've been on this vibe for a minute with this whole black palette thing. I mean, low key, this is just us in our normal atmosphere, talking ish, talking about news, talking about politics, talking about black inspiration, black love, black power, black everything. So you already know we excited and hyped to bring it to you. So I'm really glad that y'all listening and tuning in. You really gonna vibe with us. You wanna love us. You got some new friends today, Lee and Pre on your team. That's right. So the launch off this episode, we're gonna be talking about um some shout outs right now. Mm-hmm. You got anything on your mind? Who you wanna shout out today? Well, let's see. I definitely wanna shout out Mr. Nas, cause Lord knows I've been to Sweet Chick <laughs> at least three times of this month. And when I tell you that ain't your average chicken and waffle, <laughs> that ain't your average chicken and waffle. So uh, if you haven't checked out Sweet Chick and Flatbush on Williamsburg, you really need to. Because when I tell you the quality of the chicken and the thickness and voluptuousness of the waffles, don't let me get started because I'm coming off for Thanksgiving season right now. That holiday already was popping. But uh, I might need to make another roll through on Sweet Chick. But yeah, thanks, Nas. Appreciate you for having a successful chain. Uh, that's actually, you know, pretty damn good. Sweet Chicks is banging. Uh, I can definitely say it. I think it's my second chicken and waffles I've been to. Mm-hmm. So I haven't, you know, had that much experience, but it was banging. Um, <laughs> for those who don't know, we're talking about in New York. Uh, that's where we're based here. Yes. And speaking of the holiday season, I'm going to shout out how quickly this year has gone by. Are I just feel like it has flown like and even even before Thanksgiving even hit, I'm seeing Christmas <laughs> decorations. I'm like, it don't even feel like the holidays to me because it goes by so quick. It's true. It's true. It's like you're in November and they're already planning for Valentine's Day. I'm like, can I get through Christmas first? Exactly. Can I can I say hallelujah? Thank you, Jesus, for a new year first? You already over here trying to plan out love, relationships, affairs. I'm like, come on now. Preach. I'm trying to just enjoy the moment. I feel like you rushing me. Like let me let me have my time. Right? This is the age we live in. This digital age. And so you get so much information right now, real time, that people are bored with real time information. They want future information. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm not that quick. Facts. We don't enjoy the moment anymore. Exactly. Can we again? Please bring it back. Speaking of a moment. Uh-huh. The AMAs were this past week. Yeah, it was. How'd you feel about it? What were your thoughts? I mean, overall thoughts, you know, I got to shout out the lovely, the vivacious uh, Miss uh, Goddess. And why Why am I going blank right now? Who? I know. I'm like, who? <laughs> <laughs> In my head, I'm over here thinking blackish. Help me out. Oh, here. Tracy Ellis Ross. Tracy Ellis Ross. Forgive me for blanking. 
I do that sometimes. But yes, she did a thing as a host. I mean, the fashions, I was confused. I know she was trying to be funny and bring that life to it. Mm -hmm. I was a little confused, I'll admit. But she's still vivacious. She's beautiful. She's amazing. I love her energy. I love the way she talks, the way she articulates herself. Just so poised and beautiful. I know her mama was proud. Every time they had a flash into the, uh, to the audience, you just see mama over there just doing her thing, strong Jane. And like, yes, <laughs> yes, give me life, my love, give me life. I was just like, go ahead, girl, you better rap. But, um, I mean, you know, outside of that, you know, it was what it was. I didn't really, you know, pay attention to the performances. Uh, well, and speaking about her outfits, I know she did a couple throwbacks to her mom, like, back in the day. Yes. Um, I know she did that. So shout out to Tracy Ellis Ross and Miss Diana Ross, the, the queen. Uh, but I don't know. I didn't watch too many of the performances. I started to watch, excuse me, I started to watch initially Pink and Kelly Clarkson. They did a little intro together singing, but I honestly was not that impressed. I felt like the song was just, I forget what song they performed, but it was just really dry. Like, I just felt like for them to be two, like, top-notch vocalists, Yeah. I'm like, y'all could have did something better with each other, like a riff off. I don't know. It just wasn't for me. Mm. But the talk of the night was definitely Miss Christina Aguilera. Yes, <laughs> and that uh, tribute she did to Whitney Houston. Should we even call it a tribute? <laughs> <laughs> so to Christina's defense, there are very few vocalists that can even hold a remote candle to Whitney Houston. And I do feel like, even whether however you felt about it, I do feel like she is the go-to in regards to a vocal ability in that regard. If uh, what's uh, Mariah Carey, if she was still in her prime and still mm -hmm. had her initial voice, yeah. we would have went to Mariah. Oh, yeah. But next in line is Christina. I'm yeah. trying to think of someone else that could have been. Jennifer Hudson already did it, though. She did it at the V. When, oh, when Whitney me. first passed, she performed some song. I think it was at the VMAs. Oh, okay. So she can't do them all. She can't do them all. <laughs> Why not? Wasn't it good? <laughs> Repeat? It was good. Exactly. It was good. Repeat? But I'm one of them. Why change the recipe? We know who can. We know who knows how to hit them notes, who knows how to sing it right. But you I know mean, what? Go ahead. Now, I was about to say, even with the youngins, I wouldn't have been mad if they pulled out maybe like the JoJo's or like, you know, the young ones that we don't really hear too much about. Mm -hmm. They don't really give a lot of shine to like the millennial, you know, uh, singers or vocalists. And maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just admitting it's like, come on now, like. I probably would have been more interested in seeing like a young flip and switch on it versus, you know, a sad attempt of trying to replicate a legend. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just know when I was listening and them notes was off, I was just like, oh, that's not how you do with me. And then they flash into the crowd. You got people over there looking like they into it and they vibing with it. And I'm like, y'all some liars. Not everybody. Because Sierra gave it a side eye. Word. Sierra said after the performance, they caught a clip of her, and she said something like, oh, that was okay. <sighs> but at the same time, no, you know Sierra couldn't have been on the stage doing Absolutely it. not. What she would have been doing, matricing? Absolutely not. <laughs> Never could That's happened. all she could do. Dance to it. Don't sing to it. <laughs> Just play the music in the backdrop and dance to it. That would have been nice to watch. Because she did her trip to Janet Jackson, and I was like, okay, that's fitting. Yeah, that was fitting. Exactly. It was very fitting. But no Whitney. Oh, no Whitney. But you know what? As far as vocal like um, comparisons go, I don't even think it needs to be someone that can blow necessarily like Whitney. Mm -hmm. I think it could be someone who's like technically very sound, yes. and then it would have been okay. 
Yes. Like, you know, of course, I, I love my Beyonce. And but at the end of the day, she doesn't have a Whitney voice, but she's also very technical when she sings. So I think to a certain degree that could have worked. Someone in that realm that is very sound when they sing. Definitely. But I mean, even K. Michelle might have had mm-hmm. her, her shine. Oh, no. No, mm-hmm. no to the K. I love K. Michelle, but no. Because K. Michelle sounds a mess a lot of the times when she does her TV performances. I've oh. seen K. Michelle in concert three, two or three times. But she sounds great in yeah. her concerts. Whenever I watch her TV performances, I'm like, I don't know if she's nervous, what the case is, but I, I don't know. I've, I've never been like, wow. Dang. That was great. You know, it's crazy because I'm honestly, it's like, I have these moments, I just, I'm stumped and I'm like, I can't even think of somebody who's like spectacular or who I've heard. And, you know, it doesn't have to sound like Whitney. It's like, I love when you put an original spin on it. But honestly, these days, it's like, I'm limited to who I'm really vibing with. Even Alicia Keys. I I miss Mm -hmm. Alicia Keys. No. Not as a tribute. Oh, no, not as a tribute. You know, singing her own thing. But, um, I don't know. I don't know who could do it. Brandy? Monica, the duo, you know Winnie loves them too. I don't know how that would work. I mean, we all know that Brandy can sing, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that could be interesting. It could be. But, you know, shout out to Christina for trying. She uh, tried. You know, it's you know, that's all that matters. You know, we try. You know, we try. It's it's okay. It's all about the love and the you know, I know it was all love. So right. that's not where it's coming from, a, a saltiness of you know, disdain. It's it's really just the vocals. It it wasn't there. It's like, come on now. You know, when you hear certain people, like I know if it was a tribute to Diana Ross, you know she would have walked up on that stage like, honey, you ain't doing me right. <laughs> she like sit down. Right. <laughs> you know she would have went all in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when moments like this happen, I wonder what the artist does, like how they feel when they get such. Oof. mixed reviews i wonder if it's just like one of those things where you just have to block everything out or how you really interpret that because it's like oh i i tried like i thought yeah. i did a great job or i wonder if they watch it back like no nah, that wasn't it yeah you could have did better i, I bet mean, you they beat themselves up i bet do. it's hard they're human they're yeah. just like you and me i mean i wouldn't be surprised if, like if, it's like if you told me you know oh sell you know you tried to sing but that was it was you you was terrible. First of all, I know I can't sing. You know, I have my moments where I think I'm doing something, but I know I ain't. Okay. So it's, but when you have a professional and that's what they do 24-7 and they're in their element and it's like, you lost it for that moment. It's, it's discouraging, but you know what? It's okay, Christina. We know, we know your capacity. We know your abilities. So it's, hey, it was one of them days. You shake it off and you do better next time. But, uh. I mean, that's a lot of pressure, too. It is. It's like award shows like that. It's like you are just this focal and everyone's watching and everyone's anticipating greatness. And if you fall short of that, that's like that's extreme pressure. Right. So it's, you know, kudos to her for even getting up on the stage and agreeing to do that tribute because I'm sure they came to her and was like, yeah, you're a powerhouse. We need to hear you. And then it's just like, ooh. Right. Now we know. Don't have Christina do that again next year. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Christina. I just think back to when she did the Super Bowl. Or, yeah, the Super Bowl when she did the national anthem. Yeah. Woo. She forgot the words. It sounded a mess. But I feel like, I don't know. One thing about Christina, I know they often say that she's not very nice in person. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? 
what? I mean, you got a couple of them whore divas. Mm-hmm. Right? Gary ain't nice in person. I mean, there's a there's a whole bunch of people who I'm sure have had, you know, you know, have the, those diva or, uh, need I say bitchy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, labels on them. And it's, it's just to the point where it's like, is it the stardom and the fame? You know, making their heads a bit heavier. I'm sorry. Ego. If Beyonce can be crowned the most humble person in the industry by all of these people, oh, I'm sorry. Please. No one else has <laughs> any right to feel like they something y'all, and act like they shit don't stink. Period. Disclaimer. Lee adores Beyonce. And I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I'm just not a beehiver. But um, I'm just like, come on now. How do you know who Beyonce really is? I'm just saying, I don't know who she really is. You know, I've never personally met her, even though we have, you know, held hands a few a few occasions. She did serenade me at one of her concerts for about 20 <laughs> seconds during Pretty Hurts. Um, so we had a moment then. But I do know people often say how humble she is, how kind she is when she meets people, how great she is to work with, how professional she is. It's never... Oh, she's a bitch. That never comes out. Mm, okay. But, you know, we're all different people behind closed doors. And truth is, I mean, that's great. That's great that she's a people person. She knows how to conduct herself. I love that. I think that's phenomenal. But I'm just saying, though. <sighs> behind closed doors. Remember the the elevator video? Right. You saw how poised and, and composed and unfazed she was? She she real. That's B. Zoom in on the face. <laughs> Zoom in on the faces. That's all I got to say. She was unfazed in that whole moment. She was like, here they go. <laughs> uh, let me do me. I'll let them get them, sis. Right? Basically, <laughs> get them, sis. I know he ain't shit. Barely, get him, sis. <laughs> barely holding her back. She was like, just get her. Get her. She probably knew cameras was there. Always has the mindset of cameras are on me. I must always be poised. But when I'm home. When I'm home, I'm sure she lay in that ass. Right? I'm sure. But that's everybody. Everybody <laughs> does that. Of course, when you're out, you're going to hold a certain level of decorum. But when yeah. you get behind, it's like, you ain't shit. No, I know. But low key, that's what I want to see. I want to see that real, raw truth. Like, I genuinely want to see it. It's like, I love hearing it in the music. Like, lemonade is dope. And you feel that edge, that straw, that gangster, that that realness mm-hmm. i just want to see that authenticity in real life too i think we've seen it in her documentaries and like she did a documentary with four she did a documentary mm-hmm. separately from four yeah uh, right before the beyonce album came out yeah so i think we get to see it but you're right i, I would like see to see more as well yes it's like you know she's fabulous she's beautiful yes i will give it to her i wish today she... i'm pro b i would <laughs> that's a great way to start off the series isn't it Speaking of performing <laughs> it on stage, though, how you feel about um, Escape on this new tour? Oh, I mean, I have a few Escape songs that, of course, just like the just like the common, you know, uh, music lover. And I say common, those who are not like pure fans of the Escape music, but know like one or two of their hits that they've heard before in mm. the past. You know, I think it's awesome. Yeah, you know, revive, bring it back. It's pretty cool, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm hearing price points are extreme, you know, for going to these concerts. I'm like, you just re-entering the market, and I know you trending right now, but, you know, pump the brakes a little bit. Isn't it, like, up there in, like, the mid-hundreds? 
I know at least for the New York area or the New Jersey area, the cheapest ticket that I saw, which was not even close to the stage, yeah, was one twenty five. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on now. But I was watching them on Watch What Happens Live, and mm-hmm. they were speaking about how they were selling out a lot of uh, places. So I guess people are buying it. I don't know. Selling out of 20 seaters? No, they're doing arenas across the country. Oh. Allegedly, they're selling out. I didn't fact check that, but that's what they said on Watch What Happens Live. Oh, okay. But with a grain of salt, because that's also the network that airs their show. So with that being said. True. <laughs> and when you say sold out, I'm like... Are you selling out organic tickets or you know how they do? It's like 50 percent <laughs> of themselves really go through like third party logistics people who like grab them up and start selling them on their own. But, you know, I, I won't get into that. I'll let it be. Facts, though. They're selling out arenas. That's phenomenal. It is It is really phenomenal because, at least for me growing up, you know, I grew up on the Destiny's Child age, the TLC age, mm-hmm. you know, like those girl groups. Yeah. Escape was never, I never heard of Escape when I was a kid. Like, I do not remember hearing about Escape being a thing. But when I was watching their show, I was just showing, seeing how they had, like, you know, top hits here, you know, however many hits that they actually had. And I'm like, yeah. wow, so y'all were kind of a thing. Yeah. But I don't ever like when even when new girl groups come, mm-hmm. no one ever mentions Escape as an inspiration. Not at all. No, you probably hear Destiny's Child before you hear. Well, in my mind, when I when you say girl groups, I immediately run to Spice Girls, Destiny's Child. Um, in Vogue is one I go to. In Vogue, SWV. SWV. Mm-hmm. And I mean, other than that, I'm scratching my head. You know, and it's it's not like that's just me because I know that's not everybody. There are people who are really into it and they know other great groups. But I'm just saying, like, you know, there's not a lot who've reached that momentum of uh, or, you know, high standard of popularity where it's just like, oh, my goodness, you are a movement. You are an inspiration. You are amazing. And I'm not saying Escape wasn't that. Clearly they were because they're coming back. And people are really feeling them hardcore. And if anything, they're encouraging other girl groups from the past to come back and reform. Because they're like, yo, this is trending. This is hot. People want to hear us again. Damn straight. You know, I want that old soul back. You know, I want that good music, good feels. You know, I'm, I'm hoping they're not attempting to try and be like, you know, Fifth Harmony. Stay in your lane, you know. I do feel like they're taking on the dance a little hard. I don't really feel like that's what we go to escape for, especially now that they're in their Mm -hmm. 40s. But what I will say is, shout out to Miss Tiny Harris, who's been coming through with the vocals. I didn't know she (laughs) still had it. She sounds real good on this stage. She sounds real good. So I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her, too. You know, she's been a mama for all these years, put her career to the side, and now she really gets to be full throttle and shine. You know, she was pushing her daughter forward with her music, but now... Still is. They're on tour with them, too. The daughter's opening up. That's what's up, yes. Better put your kid on. Exactly. The thing, too, though, with Tiny, she put out a song, I want to say two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was called, like, What the Fuck You Gonna Do? Oh. That song broke i think the top 10 on itunes when she put it out what? which is so crazy because you wouldn't think that people are really checking for tiny like that yeah. but she has her own following i mean aside from candy you know tiny has been on her tv grind as well yes. with her shows that she had tiny and toya then she mm-hmm. had the show with shekinah or shaquana what's her name yes. and then she had the show with um of course her family ti the family hustle yeah so i mean she has her following as well she does 
and definitely has the vocals too so we want to hear more of you tiny and i mean i know you're doing this group thing and i hope it works out but if you don't feel like it is please extract yourself and uh (laughs) revive your solo career because we vibing with you yeah but i don't think she really wanted to because even when her song was doing well she was like i mean i just did this one song she was like i wasn't really trying to make an album or ep she was like i just wanted to put this out because but she got such a positive response yeah but i do know that escape is going to be moving forward without candy um, (laughs) as far as after the tour when they make a new album Mm. now i don't think it was one of those things where they were like you can't be with us but i don't think candy wants to be in the group she just wants to you know get this money from this tour Mm -hmm. and call it a day but I don't know how I feel about Escape Without Candy. Granted, and the truth be told, Candy is not my favorite vocalist. Like, I don't go to Candy for vocals either. Yeah. But as a group, I feel like they need Candy in the group. Definitely. Especially if they try and, well, not that Candy sold a lot of records on her own either. I mean, I don't know. But I still <laughs> think they need her uh, as, like, a collective, like the original Escape members. Definitely. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's a part of that brand. You know, it's like, you can't have nike without the swoosh you can't mm-hmm. have you know escape without candy you know it's just like you almost grow to expect you know that sound that vocal that mesh within the harmony and when you don't hear it it almost sounds incomplete right and you know i mean but at the same time from watching the show i completely understand where candy's coming from there's still there's still issues you know within their relationship trust issues and you know i i get it it's like look I can't move forward with y'all and pretend to want to be, you know, a part of this. This ain't my movement. This is right. not my path, you know. So, hey, kudos to both of them. You know, Candy, she got her thing. She got her restaurant. She got her own career. She doing her thing. Multiple, multiple facets of business. So she ain't even looking. She ain't checking for them. And Escape, they will progress without them. Hey, like Fifth Harmony, you know, one must... One must go their separate way, but they still end up coming out with hits. Mm, hits? I don't know. What? You didn't like Down? No. Down was okay. The thing with Down, the issue that I had with it with Fifth Harmony, and I'm a Fifth Harmony supporter. Yeah. Um, I've been to, I've actually seen them perform twice live, um, and I met them in North Carolina when they came. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it with Fifth Harmony is they pushed this whole narrative. When Fit Camila left the group, They push this whole narrative about being, you know, the new Fifth Harmony. Mm -hmm. We're writing our music now. We're in in this whole new space in our lives and our careers as a group. Yeah. And then down sounds like work from home (laughs) 2.0. So it just didn't make sense to me. So then their album finally comes out, which actually was their strongest album, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think it was a great album as a whole. And they were like, you know, we wrote over half of the album, wrote on over half of the album, right? Mm -hmm. But... Every single that they push, every video they've made is a song that they didn't write on. So I'm like, how are y'all preaching so much creative control on this album, but y'all not even pushing the singles you wrote? You know what? And honestly, I'm I'm bringing this point across from a limited perspective or knowledge of the music industry. But from what I understand, you have no control over what the top dogs around that conference table um you know what they say about what they want to push promote Mm -hmm. or market from your album so i can understand where they're coming from where they're saying like yo we actually got to write 
more than half. It's something. Of, that's something. That to them was probably profound because look at them. You know, they're not in the same league and stature as, you know, platinum selling recording artists like Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. you know, who probably can dominate. You know, or Rihanna, who can say, who can speak their minds and say, like, no, I'm going to write this piece, or this is what I want to put out there into the public. I have the sales to prove it. I have the, you know, right. the fan base to back me up. No, Fifth Harmony, they're on rocky ground. They just lost Camilla, mm-hmm. and now it's like, yo, we're reestablishing ourselves. So technically, we have no data, no support to back us up and prove that this will be successful. So therefore, right. we have to follow the the business suits, the team, and what they're willing to promote and dish out because that's their money, their investment and capital into the brand. Hell, you see Empire, it may be a show, but at the end of the day, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's business. It but ain't about music. The thing, too, though, at least with the Harmony, I know that they re-signed their contracts as a foursome, right? Yeah. So I feel like they come to the table as this foursome and trying to make it work. They may have just been at the point where they're just like, you know, I just want to have a deal, period. So mm-hmm. that might have been what it was. But I feel like y'all should have came as a foursome, like, look, we're going to have X amount of control on this. We're going to be able to select what singles from our album are going to be pushed in what order. But they didn't do that, I guess. Guess what? And I'm sure if they did that, it would have been like, oh, that's how you feel. And all four of you can be replaced. <laughs> did you not see the talent on The Voice last week? Yeah, I'm feeling like it's time for a switch up. No one from The Voice has ever been popping, ever. What? Look, I, I'm not saying they can't sing. What I'm saying is, who from The Voice can you name that did something outside of The Voice? Oh, yeah, that's true. I Facts. Can't but, um, <laughs> but no, but for real, though. But, I mean, like, the girls are talented. But, look, they got to play their lane. They know what they're doing. Right. And it's baby steps. It's, you know, it's, you know, small, but gradual, you know, okay, they're writing half their song. Next time, next album, you should be able to actually release the issue you want to release. I'm hoping. I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for them, too. I don't really know if they're going to do another album. It seems like they all are doing their own thing, kind of. Um, So I think they're slowly introducing us to the fact that they're going to be solo. But they claim that they're still doing Fifth Harmony stuff. So shout out to them. I wish them the best. Shout out to my girl, Camila, who has the number two song in the country right now. Mm. Number one in the UK and several other markets. So I'm really happy for my girl, Camila, as well. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my girl, Cardi B. <laughs> still rocking that song. Yes. Yes, I'm hoping this next song she has is a banger. For real. It's like, come on, we've been waiting. She I'm said ready. early December Okay, good. it's going to come out. Ooh, I hope it's good because... No one likes a one-hit wonder. And she ain't a one-hit wonder. I mean, she got, yes, one hit. But she also has some great, you know, uh, collabos that she came out with. Mm-hmm. You know, No Lemon is hot. And um, I wasn't really feeling the... Motorsport can yeah, go. Yeah, no, that no, could go. drop. Yeah, it was a drop. But, um, yeah, come on, Cardi. Next one. We're waiting. <laughs> you know? Yes. And speaking of other female rappers, how you feel about Eve joining the talk? Wow. That just went far left because I'm like, first off, I was like, who? And then when I thought about it, I was like, Eve, where has she been at all this time? You know, I actually really like Eve. I feel like she's very talented as a rapper. She hasn't been out for a minute. I think her last album came out, I want to say 2014. What album was that? Was that the one with Tambourine? It was called Lip Lock. No, Tambourine was like <laughs> 10 years ago. 
because I'm like 2014. She came out. She came out with an album. And she was independent. It was called Lip Lock. The song. I don't think she really had a popping hit single on that on that record that did really well or anything. But yeah, she had an album that came out a few years ago. But you know, I saw Eve on the Real. And of that was when they first started kind of rotating hosts so after yeah. Tamar left. So they had Eve, they had uh, Monica, they had Angela Simmons. So they were like mm-hmm. testing out different people. That's what it seemed. Yeah. But Eve didn't really pop for me. I was like, I don't really think that this is. She did. I don't know. For me, it wasn't. She wasn't the best of the ones that they had. Right. Yeah. So when I saw that she was going to the talk, I was like, even though I didn't feel like she was popping on the real, I'm like, if she was going to join a talk show, it should have either been the real. Most likely it should have been the real. Honestly, the talk. I'm just like you over here with these old biddies talking about what? Like the talk is my least watched talk show. I never watched the talk. But I'm like, maybe that's why they were like, let me get this urban chick, you know, that people semi like and bring her on and hope some we'll get some new viewership. But I'm like, no, we don't want to watch your old dry ass show. Well, that's how I feel. Sorry, let me not speak for everybody. Uh, no, I actually I was like in agreement because I was just thinking I'm like <laughs> the talk. I don't think I've ever tuned in. And I mean, you know, the real that's my go to, especially, you know, when you're looking for something. I mean, well, look at our age group, our demographic. I mean, we in our mid 20s. Yeah, we looking at the real who's looking at the talk. That's mm. our mama's looking at the talk. So that's why I'm like, Eve, what are you doing? I mean, one thing I will say, it is a steady check. So, I mean, I ain't, I ain't knocking her hustle there. True. But she did get some backlash that quick because I don't know if you saw Nicki Minaj's uh, paper magazine cover where she was, like, half naked and there was, like, yes. three of her being atrocious. Uh, very <laughs> well, Eve agreed with you. Um, and Eve actually, she didn't even say anything distasteful. She was just kind of like, you know, at this point in my life and this point in my career, like that's not something that I'm trying to project. I'm trying to be a role model and have, you know, young girls look up to me in a positive light. And I agree with her. Um, And I, one thing that a lot of the barbs were saying Mm -hmm. in regards to Nicki Minaj, she had posted, she had been said this a long time ago. And she said something to the fact of, I am not here to police your children and what they watch online or what images that they're viewing. You as their parent are the one that should be, um, I guess, mitigating what it is that they're actually viewing. And I was like, I agree with her to a certain extent, but I also feel like, I don't know, it's it's a hard line to walk, but I feel like there's a difference between being sexy and going porn star. And I feel like she went real porn star in this shoot. And so it wasn't, for me, I I wasn't in love with it, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe, is that the new new wave that we're in? I hope not. I hope it (laughs) dies with that image. Because it's like after the Amber Rose and the whole, you know, breaking the internet with those explicit images, I'm like, yo, your child will see that one day. Mm-hmm. Is that okay with you? And then with Nikki, I mean, I know she ain't got no kids right now, but I'm just like, it wasn't even like, I mean, to me, it wasn't even that sexy. It was raunchy and it was distasteful. It was just like, you, she could have had an image of herself in a, a fly ass bathing suit looking like she was walking off of a beach, probably wearing the same amount of skimpy clothing as she was in the other image. And I probably would be like, oh, that's popping. But it was just like the actions and the movements she was mm-hmm. trying to make. It was just like, why? It was a lot. It was definitely It was a lot. too much. And it's like, if your whole point of doing that was to get people talking about it, well, kudos, you got that. But it's not positive talks. And I mean, I don't know if there's many brothers. I'm sure there's guys out there like, oh, my God, this is amazing. But I mean... Safari was commenting underneath, basically making it seem like he wanted her back. 
Here we go. But the thing with Nicki is I used to be a huge Nicki Minaj fan, um, and I still feel like she's very talented, but mm-hmm. I just, to me, she spews jealousy. Yes. In her, like I feel like she, anyone who comes in realm of touching her, what she calls her throne or her realm of being a female rapper, she hates on. And the first time I didn't see her do that was with Cardi B. And yes. I'm like... But at the same token, I'm like, she couldn't hate on Cardi B because everybody loves Cardi B so much. And anything negative that she would have said, she would have looked like a hater, period. Exactly. Because fact fact of the matter is, like, I like Cardi B too, but Cardi B is not the best lyricist I've ever heard in my life. Oh, no, period. she's not. Absolutely she's not. not. But why does she get so much more respect from Nicki than, say, Iggy Azalea did? Hmm. Right. Because as far as I'm concerned, arguably they could be on the same level as far as the lyrics go. Exactly. So with that being said, oh, but but Iggy didn't write her raps. Who? You she ain't say this shit about Cardi. Who? So I and and no, not bashing either one of them, but my point of the matter is, yeah. I mean, at the same token, I feel like she's damned if she does and damned if she doesn't. Like if she did hate on her, we would have said she's a hater, even though she's not hating on her. We're saying that she's just doing it because everybody else is liking her. So, I mean, she can't really win in that regard. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Nikki just kind of is a bit fraudulent for me. Nikki is like Maleficent. <laughs> and Cardi B is just on her prime, skipping through the woods, enjoying the love and the lavishment. And I'm just like, girl, don't prick that finger because she is waiting, waiting in the crevices of the dark shadows for you to falter. So she can be like, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it sucks is how it is, but it feels like it's cutthroat. You know, it's like, it can't be a kumbaya world. It's like, it can't be multiple thrones sitting side by side and us all ruling. There's only one. And, you know, unfortunately, that's the mindset. You know, a lot of these, you know, artists have these days. It's like, no, I'm on the top. And, you know, I'm like, like I say, you know, Nikki is very vivacious and very beautiful. But youth is fading <laughs> whereas cardi b she younger than me was she 23 she's 25 oh she's 25 mm-hmm. oh, okay i feel better i thought she was 23 anywho you know even with her youth is fading but not at the same level as nikki nikki's closer to 40 than she is 30 i, know. I believe. Is it, can you say that again closer to 40 well she will be her birthday's this in december so she'll be i think she'll be 35 oh she's a sad wait too? no because beyonce is 36 so i think she'll be 34 oh she's a so she's too. still closer to 30 oh yeah. i don't know i think her birthday i want to say december 13th yeah she's a sag too uh, i should have known I oh no seen. no maybe it's december 8th i don't know i can't keep up either way it's in december either way she's i think that means she's definitely a sag that's kind of frightful because now mm. i'm seeing one in the same mm-hmm. right for real i'm like ooh, i'm over here comparing her to maleficent i'm like wait look at me i'm over here <laughs> slithering in it <laughs> Oh, I guess we're all like that. So from one sad sis to another, Nikki, come on now. You know you're already the queen bee of hip-hop. So it's like, just share the wealth, you know? Share the crumbs. Be right. nice. Play fair. And stop with the porno acts. You're sexy. You don't need to do all of that. It's Less is more sometimes. Less is more. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I would not have been. I would not have had a problem with like a Sports Illustrated looking type of pic where she had a banging ass bikini on. Ain't that crazy? You have a banging ass bikini on, looking like you coming out of the water, and that would have been more tasteful than them tub pics. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just me. What y'all think? That's my taste 
y'all take? Yeah, I, Nikki, she's she's interesting. And then, of course, like after that came out, uh, K. Michelle was out promoting her new album. Mm. She was on, I don't remember the name of the show, but Joe Budden's show on YouTube. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, that show. Like that rap. I don't know what it is. They like, <laughs> anyway, that show. She was up there and she basically, um, basically was breaking down talking about how Nicki Minaj stole her record. And so, a little bit of backstory. Yeah. K. Michelle's second album, Anybody Wanna Buy a Heart. The title track, which would have been Anybody Want to Buy a Heart, yeah. was initially made by Meek Mill. And so she got the record from him, and then she did her own rendition um, with him featured on the track. Yeah, yeah. So that was the title track. Like, the title track of your album is the album, the, t- the song that represents the title of the album, yes. obviously. So anyway, flash forward, before her album comes out, the track gets stolen by Nicki. And from what K. Michelle said is that Nikki thought that K. Michelle had a thing for Meek Mill. And so, and thus she was like, bitch, I'm taking your song of the title track of your album. So, and she was like, basically the, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Basically the label wouldn't tell her why, like why she couldn't use the track. And then she found out later that was the reason. So, and she, like, got really emotional about it. Like, you could tell, like, it really, it didn't seem like no fake shit. Like, it seemed like she really was affected by it. Like, she felt almost bullied. Damn. Um, And I was like, see, that's some petty shit. I was about to say, Nikki over there, she about to have a few people over there starting a Facebook group. And you already know who going to be the president, Remy Ma, talking about Me Too. How many of us have been bullied by Nicki Minaj? (laughs) (laughs) It ain't even a joke. But, you know, Cardi doesn't like her either. Facts. Like, the real truth is Cardi does not like Nicki Minaj. And you could tell by the interview she had on The Breakfast Club Mm -hmm. where she was on there. They asked about Nicki, and she was silent. She was like, mm. But you know that she ain't say nothing. Because she knows the game. Exactly. But she said enough. Exactly. Because it's like, at the end of the day, she knows, like, look, I'm trying to thrive. I just started with one song. I can't be over here trying to do too many multiples. I mean, sorry, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. She basically, you know, she can't have any beefs with the Supremes. Not at all. You know, you just starting out, bae. Like, just do you. Keep that mouth shut and keep them looks minimal. Because <laughs> even the eyes, you know what they say. Looks say a thousand words. They do. So it's like, keep them shades on. Keep them lips tight. <laughs> we'll see how this transgresses. I think... Did a video come out for Motorsport? I don't know, but I hope not. That would have been a waste of funds. I <laughs> I feel like I saw something about it, and they said that Nikki, I don't know. Don't get me telling a story. I don't I got don't my know. facts, so I'm going to leave that one alone. Yeah. But something else that I was seeing online was Stephanie Mills, um, Broadway star, singer. I don't know if she's an actress. Yeah. Well, I guess. All of that, triple threat. She was talking about how... White people, consumers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't want to purchase R&B music from black artists. They would rather hear it from the likes of like a Justin Timberlake, an mm-hmm. Adele, a Justin Bieber. And actually, K. Michelle in the same interview was talking about it as well. And she was saying how, you know, all of these artists can, can cross over into R&B music, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. But her herself as an artist is un- an unable to like transition in the country, for example. Yeah. They tell her like, you can't do that because people won't get it. Or people won't appreciate it. People won't listen to it. Um, but how do you feel about that? Do you think that that should that's true? I mean, me, I like facts. I like uh, I like support 
um, supporting data or information. So, I mean, based on my personal view of things, I feel like, one, there are a lot of successful um, black R&B artists who are well-received, not just in America, but internationally. You know, it's like, but the same, in the same breath, I understand what she's saying. It's okay. So let me take it to this point. A lot of our music is kind of blurred where there's been extractions of, you know, reggaeton or, you know, soul, you know, Mm -hmm. that have uh, that have rooted from either Caribbean or African culture or, you know, black culture, whatever spewed into white music, you know, and it's like. Is it offensive? No. I kind of look at it like, you know, they're paying homage. They're interested. They're inspired. You know, look at how everybody's into I'm in love with the shape of you. You know, I mean, it's a good song, but it's like, let's, you know, it's definitely got a lot of black tones, black rhythms. And I believe there was a black writer behind it. Or Yeah. Can, speaking of Escape, Candy and Tiny were credited because I guess the for no scrubs, it kind of stole a the flow, not the flow, but yeah. like the, the tempo of it. Yeah. So I look at it like this. Hey, if white consumers like to hear, you know, R&B from their perspective or from, you know, white artists, what's wrong with that? That's absolutely fine, especially if there's black writers in the backdrop making them dollars. But I guess it it turns into are there usually? No. Yeah, there usually aren't. Or at least they're not given the credit of it. And I think the conversation kind of goes into the fact that if they're making our music, quote unquote, right? Mm -hmm. But they can sell millions of records, whereas we over here can sell 20,000 in the first week. Yeah. That's the conversation. Like, why is it that you can support, you know, white artists singing our music, but you won't support us singing our music? I hear what you're saying now. Definitely. And that's not fair. It really isn't. And um, I feel like it plays also into what the consumers want. You know, we're talking about we're talking a lot about what white consumers want, but what about black consumers? Mm-hmm. Are we investing in That's our music? Facts. Are we purchasing our CDs, our records, going to the concerts, really heavily injecting, you know, financial support into our black artists? We become mainstream when we demand that we want to hear that mainstream. So You know, whether a white consumer, whether a a white or non-black person listens to our music, you know, and vibes with it or not, look at the majority of the consumer. I mean, just looking at the American market, Mm -hmm. who's running the show? Who's the heavy consumers? Minorities, blacks, Latino, Asian, you know, you call it. So it's like at the end of the day, it's like whether you listen to my record or not. You know, I should be hitting that mainstream. I should be in high demand. But why are you not? If you're not, that means that we're not actually paying. You know, we're not fully supporting the way we should be. And I'm sure with when it comes to the music industry and when artists, and I keep bringing like Taylor Swift up, when she's selling in the millions, it's mainly because her white fan base is actually heavily supporting and, you know, like really investing into her music and treating it as an asset with great value Mm -hmm. versus listening to that shit on YouTube, you know, or illegally downloading it, but not actually supporting the brand or bigging them up so they can elevate. And the thing, too, is I I don't want it to come across like we're saying 
that these people are undeserving of these sales or these mm-hmm. people don't deserve. Like everybody has a place and everybody mm-hmm. can do what they do. But in reference to Taylor Swift, too, you know, she just released her album, Reputation, I believe it's called, mm-hmm. sold over 1.2 million records, which yes. is, like, astronomical. Wow. Like, that's insane. Whereas she debuted number one, of course, on the Billboard 200. Mm-hmm. The other 199 albums on that chart collectively sold just over 700,000. So crazy. That is insane. Yes. But on that same magnitude, like, I'm no, by any means, a super Taylor Swift fan. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's a talented writer, but vocally, visually, she don't do nothing for me. <laughs> like, I, I just, I'm not, I think she has good songs, but that's the extent of my, you know, appreciation. I feel like if Taylor Swift can sell 1.2 million albums, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Why can't someone, I, I just don't get why. Why can't a Stephanie get, Mills sell 1.2 mil? Well, maybe not a Stephanie Mills, but even on the on the accord of like a Beyonce or a a Rihanna or, or any of those, they don't sell records like that. I mean, of course, don't get me wrong, Beyonce sells records. Like I think her last album sold like four hundred thousand, which is still significantly more than most artists sell. Mm-hmm. But it's like, or even a Weekend, or none of them sell records like that. Or Adele can sell. I don't even know how many it was. Over three million in her oh, first week. Yes. But a Jasmine Sullivan can sell thirty thousand. That's crazy to me. It's insane because we know when we listen to their music, it's heartfelt, it's passionate, it's riveting, it is good stuff. But I mean, what is it when it comes down to the marketing? When it comes down down to distribution? When it comes down to exposure of their music? Are they hitting the right channels? Like, uh, I mean, when like for instance, when I think about a Jasmine Sullivan, I mean, when I when I flash back to listening to her first, you know, uh, album or the the you know array of music that she came out with, you know, it was just it was touching, it was new, it was just it was something that was so impressive. But in the same breath, it's like I I don't remember much visualization or promotion of her mainstream you know but I guess it also has to do with you know what level of artist are you and the allocation of which distribution and channels they choose to put you in I mean that's why I'm saying like with the Taylor Swift she's a household name now she's Mm -hmm. a brand in herself and it's crazy because when you compare her apples apples with Beyonce you know you're right it's like these are two household names you know it's like you know Beyonce she is worth hundreds, thousands of dollars going to a concert to mm-hmm. watch her because you know she will put on a show. And then you think of Taylor Swift, and I'm like, okay, I know she puts on a show for for her her generation, for her audience, because mm-hmm. I've seen snippets of her shows, and they're entertaining, they're interesting too. You know, it's like we all have our tastes, we have our likes, but it it is <laughs> it is mesmerizing. It's actually awe awe-dropping or profound to see the difference in sales volume or the difference in you know uh retraction or you know sales i don't get it i really don't and that doesn't make sense to me i don't know what the answer is it's just it comes down to the consumer Mm -hmm. i'm like why are they not vibing why are they not buying 
Right. And it's not all about the sales. Like there's a, there's many of other factors that come into it. Yeah. But it is I do think there's a conversation there around that though. But Definitely. I mean, we I could spend all day talking about that. Oh yeah, no, I know. It's like, you know, you're you're heavily interested and invested in music and marketing. It's like I'm just like a bystander who's really intrigued. You know, I'm mm-hmm. curious about it. But I definitely would love to know more and go in depth. And, you know, maybe later we'll have a topic where we can really understand, like, what what smart business, what moves are we not making that we're mm-hmm. not seeing to in advance and elevate our brand? Brand equity, brand recognition is everything. And I feel like, you know, a lot of black artists take that for granted or they don't really realize the impact of smart strategies, smart strategic moves for elevating and, you know, building your brand presence globally but um but at the same time i could be wrong so i'm really interested in researching that and seeing definitely and i don't even think it's so much the artists because half of these people are on the same label so i mean do they have the support is the question that's a good question but like i said (laughs) because we could talk about that all day oh yeah i think it's time for us to move on to our rapid fire session yes I love me some rapid fire. So, guys, rapid fire is our time where we basically just kind of do, you know, that word association game. Yeah, we do our own little spin on it, but basically, it's the same gist. It's whatever word comes to mind, you know, hot topics, uh, just anything, anything that comes to mind. So, we're definitely going to play some rapid fire right now for you. Lee, is it your turn? You want to do this? It's up to you. You want me to read off the list, or are you going to do one? I think I'll read off the list. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Is this it? Yeah, okay. that's it. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Queen B. The greatest. Fenty. A lot of people didn't know that that was her last name for Rihanna, and that's a, a great brand that she's made. Christmas. I feel like we don't have it anymore. New Year's. Stressful. Constructive criticism. Needed. Mainstream music. Watered down. Underground. <laughs> Needs the light. Streetwear. Uh, uh, fashion, I feel like it's trans. It makes me think a little oozy. That's what I think of. A little oozy. Celebrity gossip. Sometimes just enough. Like, buy Tyrese. I don't care. <laughs> Black Friday. Mm, I ain't spend nothing. All right, all right. <laughs> yes. I ain't spend nothing either. Keeping Actually, I did spend something. I just bought some jeans, though. That's about it. I didn't spend too much because I, I ain't got no damn jeans. You do have jeans. I have one pair that I wear. Well, technically two, but I don't like the other <laughs> pair. So, With the one with the holes in it? Yeah. Okay, let's be clear. It's intentional holes. It's not like it's dingy holes. Uh, just so the audience is aware. I'm just... What do you call it? Distressed. Distressed. Jeans? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> them jeans. Them jeans are very, very Done. stressed. Shut up. Not even. Very stressed. <laughs> them poor jeans. Haters be like. Right. I remember them. Um. Them flip flops you used to wear when we lived in China. And, and I still things. have them. Uh. Let them go. Let them go. Those are my favorite. You know when you break something in, you want to keep it. If it's, it's like molded to you. It's time for you to retire them shits. Uh, moving on i think it's about time for us to wrap you know i think this was a great episode um we look forward to you guys coming back you got any last words for our listeners uh 
my last words are affirmations. It's just saying, you know, have peace in your heart, be cool, be clear-minded, and just vibe for the week, you know? I hope you take everything that we said in and, you know, we love to hear your feedback. So always feel free to share Back to Black Palette, your thoughts. We're listening. Absolutely. And um, you can follow us on The Black Palette on Instagram, Twitter, the whole nine. So check us out there. And um, we got new new podcasts coming every week. So check back with us. Yes. Ow. Until next time, y'all. Peace.